Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome back into the podcast, Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Mark and Phil here to talk about uh, the second part of a podcast we did a couple episodes ago, back on 187, uh, episode 187, we talked about um, you know mastering cash flow. And Phil, we talked kind of about you know, just expenses and, and just things that happen in retirement. So this time I wanted to finish up that conversation and do kind of understanding the income needs uh, that change in retirement, right? Based off of yep, kind of the, identified- The other side of the equation, so. Yeah, we identified you know, the outgoing, right? Basically the expenses and things of that nature, things we could, the haves and the have nots and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, so let's get into the understanding the, the income side of it. So it's kind of part two of the series here that we're going to talk about is a couple of weeks ago. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, good time to do so. We've got, I think we're on, what is this? Like 191 or 92. We're almost at 200. Yeah, I know. I know we're, we're approaching 200. That's crazy. Uh, kind of crazy. crazy but. Yeah. But that's all right. I always love talking to you. So yeah, uh, good. I love let's, it. yeah, let's get into it. We got a bunch of stuff to cover. So why is it done as understanding your income, obviously super important, right? Because Cash is king, right? Income is king yep. in a lot of ways for retirement. Yeah, I mean, that's, talk- that's what retirement's all about, right? I mean, yeah. it's, you no longer have a paycheck coming in. So right. where's the money going to come from? And that's, so, that is the biggest question usually comes up is, okay, so I've got these accounts. How, how does this exactly work? How do I get this money? Right. Yeah. So I was going to say, so how, what can happen if you don't have a good, clear picture of your retirement income? Well, then you're kind of winging it. And that's when you get yourself into trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't have some kind of a plan as to how all these pieces come together. So yeah. how do you now meet the the expenses? We talked about that. You know what you need. So right. where is that going to come from? So what are some yep. examples of different income sources? Okay. I think most of us can identify these, but let's just run through some anyway. So places where we might be getting our income in retirement. And when you think of income in retirement, I mean, income to me really is like a paycheck, right? That That's yeah. what most people think of as income, money coming in on a regular right. basis. So from yeah. a, a true income standpoint, I mean, you're going to have social security. Everyone has that at a minimum. Right. Um, married couples, you'll have two, um, mm-hmm. depending on how you combine those benefits. Could have a pension, you know, mm-hmm. so those are our income type sources. Um, some people decide to, to work part-time in retirement, um, to kind of help bridge that gap for right. a few, you know, years, months, whatever it is, as they're going into retirement or just because yeah. they get bored, you know, they yeah, want, they they want, want something to, to do. Yeah. Yeah. It gives them that, uh, that outside activity, um, and some income. Um, but those are what most people think of as, as, as income, traditional income. And I mean, you could have rental income. There's other types right. of quote unquote income that could be coming in. Um, beyond that, then it's, it's looking at the assets that you have and, and I mean, it's, it's an income stream, but it's taking distributions from right. some kind of an asset. It, turning and those that's where into it gets income. into more of a structure of how do you do that? Yeah. Know, how do you set that income up? So, well, okay. So you, you identified a couple different places. So if we're talking about the diversification of, uh, you know, and that term gets used. And often we think about that just for our investments, but you can diversify your income streams and should, right? Ideally, we don't want to just have Absolutely. one income stream. Uh, my mom, uh, unfortunately, right? She, you know, due to some things we've talked about on the show during the, in the past, she's on social security only, right? That's her only income stream. That's not really ideally where you want to be. You know, unfortunately that happens to many Americans. Yeah, absolutely. Without planning, I mean, or, 
you know, unfortunate or bad mistake, happen, yeah. you, you yeah. find yourself in, in that scenario. Yeah. But yeah. Ideally you want to have multiple income streams, not relying on any one because things can happen, you know, yeah. social security. There's a lot of talk out there that at some point they might have to restructure and change it unless they change how it works. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's a whole nother discussion and show to get into. I think for most retirees, you know, collecting social security now at, at that stage, I don't think there's as big of a concern for them. Could be. No, I, I agree. Um, younger, younger workers. Absolutely. It's got to change. It's going to be yeah. a different, completely different um, structure when you get it, how much you get all that. The, yeah. It has to change to make it yeah. work. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there are, there are certain clients when you're looking at social security that they want to hedge against what if worst case scenario, they have to cut it by 25% because that's the, right. the math they're saying is if they don't change anything by, and it goes back and forth sometime in the 30 range, um, they would have to cut social security by 25% to make it work. And so where do you, um, where do you get your shortfall at? Right. Right. Well, so that's something, something you have to kind of wrestle with yourself and your advisor to say, okay, do I want to build that stress test in my plan that if no. that happens, am I able to to still live the retirement that I anticipate if I right. have a shortfall for social security? So that's where diversification comes into play. You know, I mean, if you rely too heavily on one source of income, mm -hmm. it's go sideways with that, then you better have a plan. Pensions, kind of the same yeah. concept where pensions are funded for the most part, but at the end of the day, that shortfall is then backed by the company. And if something right. goes wrong with the company, you know, the, ultimately they might go under, then the pension benefit guarantee uh, corporation PBGC steps in and you're not going to get a hundred percent of your pension. No. Well, I mean, think, so, I mean, social security, I mean, it's, plan it out? it's a pension. I mean, for, you know, yeah, effectively, lack of a, right. effectively, right. I mean, it's uh, you yep. know, or an annuity. Some people, I mean, I didn't even, I think it even says annuity on the check. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, yeah. Um, you know, and so it's backed by the government, you know, and and, and so in a lot of ways, uh, we, <laughs> they're not making good decisions in a lot of places. So so let's talk about guaranteed income versus non-guaranteed, right? So guaranteed would be, you know, obviously like Social Security, ideally, uh, you know, right. and it has always has been till now anyway, or until maybe later, we'll say, as you just mentioned. But, you know, if you're, if you're working for one of the big three, you know, and you have a pension, you, it's that's guaranteed, right? That's that's probably the category we would put that in. Yes. I mean, if you look at guaranteed income, it, it's guaranteed by somebody outside of, it's not, it's not just your own investment, right? So there's right, some right. third party that's backing it. So social yeah. security is the government pensions are going to be the assets they have, but ultimately then that company, um, an annuity is another form of a guaranteed income backed by the insurance company. So that's right. a little different in that you're funding it with your assets. But ultimately, then shortfalls, if any, come up are backed by the insurance company. You yeah. know, so those are going to be guaranteed type of income. And sometimes clients will refer to it as mailbox money, right? It's money that comes every single month. It, it's yeah. a check that shows up in the mailbox, proverbial check. I mean, yeah, the reality it's, it's is probably digital, get, it, but... get an ACH in, into the bank account direct deposit once a yeah. month, like Social Security. But I mean, yeah. it's, it's that monthly money that you don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. theoretically. I mean, again, we talked a little bit about some risks that you have to hedge against and, and understand, but it, it's not market dependent. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And um, that's your non-guaranteed is your, your stuff is the, the assets you've accumulated and where right. you're generating it. And, and to that point, the market is not guaranteed. So having your 401k um, completely, you know, in large cap, 
is not guaranteeing you a 10% return. Even if it does for a number of years, it's no guarantee. Yeah, and that's where you get into the the non-guarantee type of income is, is to your point, back to your assets based on the market and, and how you're invested, things are going to go up and down. You know, if, yeah. I mean, if it's too conservative, are you not keeping up with inflation? So you're spending down assets faster than is growing and, and you might run out. You know, if you're too aggressive, I mean, you're getting into too much volatility, then you get into the sequence of returns that we've talked about before right. where, yeah, on average, you might have a higher return, but the reality is when you're spending from an account that has that high volatility, one two bad years can dramatically change the plan. And that's you know, where so it, it, it's not going to be guaranteed. So you have to really understand, you know, what is the mix of those two? And everyone's a little different. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. it, some of that comes down to comfort, you know, how, how much of your income source do you want to be backed by a guaranteed, you know, so sometimes people look at it like, well, here, here's my absolute have to have, right? I mean, this is right, which we talked about in the other episode. Yeah. If, if, I mean, worst case scenario, I have to cover housing, right? I've got to have a place to live. So whether that's a mortgage or rent or, uh, you know, utilities and insurance and property taxes, maintenance, everything it costs to, to live where you're at, yeah, whatever that is, you know, food, um, clothing, um, you know, anything that you want to put into that absolute need, um, guaranteed income is a lot of that's times what you want that to cover to that. Cover that. Right, right, exactly. And, and again, some of this comes down to preference. You know, I mean, I, I, de- I don't want to say ideally, but for a, a I want to say maybe more of a comfortable retirement, mm-hmm. having those kind of um, expenses covered by a guaranteed source is a good option. Yeah. Because then you don't have to worry about it. I mean, well, it kind of helps you sleep and feel sideways, better. you know, yeah. exactly. It's, hey, I'm covered. I know I'm going to get enough every month coming in to cover these basics. On the guaranteed side, so one of the concerns to to pay attention to is inflation, because oftentimes guaranteed income doesn't have an inflationary adjustment, or maybe not as much as what inflation is. Pensions, most of them, at least private pensions, don't have an inflation adjustment. So it might look really good up front, but long term, you know, 5, 10, 15 years down the road. I mean, that's covering less and less of what the expense is. So, well, and you're, you know, people have heard that term paychecks and playchecks, right? I think yep. it's Tom, yep. Tom Hegden, maybe. I think Tom Hegden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so, obviously, you know, your paycheck, maybe that guaranteed portion, which you kind of were saying, is the things you want to make sure you're covering your, I, this is what I need to live. And then your playchecks, you know, which typically is coming from your asset pull down. Um, that's where you're kind of doing the, the vacations and the travel and the, you know, whatever the case might be, but at some point, right. You are having to shore up, uh, from your assets, which is why we're saving money into these accounts for longevity and for retirement. So when to pull them and, and being properly weighted, right. Because you don't want to be too reliant on any one income source or too weighted in that area. Because if you're, let's say you're pulling, and that's where some strategy like in social security even comes into play, right? When you're, when you're working with clients, because why take money from your assets if we can be using social securities? Maybe for person A, it makes more sense to do a certain strategy with that social security. And that's where they're getting the bulk of their money from earlier on. And then later on, they go to their pile, right? So everybody's a little different that way. Yeah, it comes down to getting a plan because there's um, pros and cons to both sides of it. I mean, you... Yeah. In my book, at least you can have too much guaranteed income. You know, the, okay. the challenge okay. that becomes there is 
you know, if you have, you maxed out social security, that's awesome. You know, you got the right. biggest social security benefit coming in. Now you've got a pension. And if you've saved well, now you've accumulated assets in those retirement accounts and all of a sudden that required minimum distribution age. So 73 today, mm -hmm. you might have way more income coming in than you really need, which now you've got a significant tax burden the rest of your life. Mm, you know, okay. so I mean, that that's kind of the, the negative, the downside of having too much income. And frankly, that's one of the reasons when we're looking at pensions, explore that concept of the lump sum. Not mm -hmm. to say that's the right option for everyone by any means. There's a lot right. of factors that goes into it. But the tax side of the equation is a big piece of that because one of the ways to help bring that income down to what you need, mm -hmm. you know, not getting forced to take all this extra money, pay all these taxes that you might not have, is take that lump sum. Now it's an asset. Yeah, now right. you might have to take a required distribution, but typically that required minimum distribution on the lump sum amount is going to be less than what the pension is. It's a matter of understanding your scenario. It, like we talked many times, there's all these moving pieces. Everyone has similar pieces, yeah. but everyone has a different strategy and how those pieces fit together. Well, so maximization really of your guaranteed income sources and your non-guaranteed income sources is really going to be the crucial piece. And how do you yep. go about maximizing that, right? So for many people, if you have been in this DIY mode, and we've been talking about that a lot for the last number of episodes, because people, it's been easy to do for the last number of years. But transitioning to retirement, you know, even if the economy was was still screaming along like it was in, you know, 19, right? It's still a different animal in the preservation distribution phase than it is in the yes. accumulation and that's a part that I think people don't really get until it smacks them in the face, right? It's like the Mike Tyson bit. Everybody, you know, has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Right. And, yep. you know, you start to realize, oh, crap, like you just said, like taking this money out of this is going to affect my Social Security and the taxation of Social Security and so on. So having an optimized strategy really is crucial in for retirement because it's just more complicated than we realize. Yeah, I mean, I always say our, our strategy is to maximize income, minimize taxes, because at the right. end of the day, it's the net amount that you keep. It doesn't matter where your income is. I don't care well, if you're netting 150 a year between all these benefits. If you're right. only getting 100 out of it because you're paying a third of it to the government, if, if we can mix that around to where you're only getting 110, but you're still netting 100, and that's even a better scenario. And you people know, go, so well, now, now we minimize that tax exposure. Yeah. So, well, people listening, Phil, might be like, well, yeah, duh, right? I mean, that seems like basic sense, but it's how it's the implementation of how to do it, which starts to elude us, right? And that's where yes. turning to professionals like yourself, especially as a CPA, you've been dealing with taxation and, and, and those kinds of animals for, you know, 30 years, right? So it's, it's, it's again, it's just different to understand how to do it. And I think that's the importance of like, you know, podcasts and things like that, giving people the ideas to start thinking about, hey, how important is it that I get a maximization strategy on my incomes, guaranteed income sources versus my non-guaranteed? And then how does that affect my taxation? And run scenarios. I mean, it's stress tested. The, the, the challenge that I see with, with most people as they approach retirement decisions they're making are based on, well, you know, so-and-so at work did this, you know, or right. I heard that, or I read a, you know, a blog that said this, or I listened to a podcast and they said, oh, I should do this. Yeah. Phil I, said, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, I'm telling you, here's the moving pieces and, and yeah. I can give you examples of how they work, but 
most clients, it's a little different, right? And yeah. a lot of yeah. clients are going to be similar in, in certain fashions, depending on assets and income, but yet how you blend those together for you and, and what your preference is. I mean, if you want more guaranteed income, mm-hmm. that's great. Understand how that plays out into your plan long-term. You're shifting, you know, some of that risk to somebody else. You're going to lose some upside potential from a market. Yeah. Benefit to the guaranteed income is, is it helps hedge the longevity risk, you know, cause that's, we've talked before about the different risks and longevity is that risk multiplier because yeah. the longer oh, you yeah. live, all these different risks that you face start to compound. So, I mean, it is that balance. I mean, don't rely yeah. totally yeah. on just your own assets because if you end up living to a hundred, well, do you have enough? Yep. There and, you go. Well, some people do, but have a plan, you know, don't just jump into this based on something you heard. Well, you know, so guaranteed income versus non-guaranteed, the right weighting, the right strategy for uh, maximization of each, and then how they're going to affect each other. That's important to identify, right? So make sure that you've done that. Make sure that you're identifying the outgoing expenses uh, and the, you know, the haves, the have nots, the things that you got to have, and then how to get all that covered. That's the important part of getting a good strategy in place. And so if you need some help, reach out to Phil. Uh, give him a call, get on his calendar, whatever you'd like to do, have a conversation or talk with a professional uh, advisor in your area, whatever that case might be, but certainly take some action. Phil, Phil is a CPA and a personal financial specialist, and he's been helping families for, like I said, 30 plus years. So get on the calendar, give him a call, give him a call, have a conversation. Uh, 248-888-7530 is the number to call. It's on the screen if you're checking us out on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or Apple or Google or Spotify. And you can find all of that at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Thanks for hanging out, buddy. I always appreciate it. And um, I'll see you next week. Have a good day. All right. We'll see you next time right here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Make sure you understand those income streams. We'll see you next time. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.